Welcome to Finsider Radio. I'm your host, Kevin Nogle, the managing editor of thefinsider.com. First and foremost, obviously I'm not Keith, our usual host for Finsider Radio. Unfortunately, Keith has gotten tied up at work lately and hasn't been able to host the show. So for right now, we've had to make some changes to the format of the show, primarily being the fact that this is a recorded episode, not a live broadcast as we normally do. Hopefully we can change that soon, but for now, the show will be recorded prior to release. We'll still cover the Dolphins, we just won't be doing it for a little while, live each Thursday. That doesn't mean you can't provide your questions for the show. You can add them to the thread each week when the show is published on thefinsider.com. Or you can send them to us on Twitter, use the hashtag FinsiderRadio, and make sure you realize Finsider is spelled P-H insider that's ph insider and just hashtag it finsider radio and we'll pick up your questions that way essentially what i'm looking to do with this new format of finsider radio is to bring you a quick hit style of topics these are just things i'm thinking about or the latest news from the dolphins over the last week it'll run through the latest and then answer your questions if you can send them our way Today's episode will also include an interview with Dolphins tight end Jake Stoneburner, who was kind enough to call in and talk to me. We'll get to that a little later, though. These shows will not be nearly as long as the live show. Maybe that's a good thing for some of you who don't have as much time. Maybe that's a bad thing for some of you who really enjoy getting the in-depth look that Keith, Keith normally gives us. Either way, we'll be a little bit shorter show just because it's a little bit harder to do a lot, uh, recorded show without interaction so we'll be a little bit shorter but after all that let's actually get to some dolphins talk our first down topic for today will be the return of cameron wake to team drills during organized team activities wake tore his achilles tendon in week seven last year ending his year before it was even half completed in that short span of a year though wake recorded seven sacks easily on his way to another double digit total and likely another pro bowl berth but that didn't occur. At 34 years old, there is concern that Wake's coming off a major injury. It could slow him down, especially for a player that relies so much on that lightning quick first step. We've all seen it where it looks almost like he's off sides because he's so quick off the snap. So there is concern there that an Achilles tendon injury could slow him down, especially early in the season. He looked rusty on Wednesday when he was in his first day as part of the team drills, at least the first day in front of the media. So there, there, there's some concern there, but rust is also expected for a player that hasn't been on the field that much and has essentially been away from football at activities for the last seven months. At the end of the day, he's probably ahead of his rehab work, so it looks like he should be back ready for training camp that's a good thing um probably the biggest step for him is learning to trust his leg again learning to trust that that achilles tendon isn't going to pop um we saw it last year it was against the patriots that he uh tore the achilles tendon he didn't stop on the play he kind of hopped towards tom brady obviously he didn't make the sack but he still kept going even with his achilles tendon ruptured so we all know Wake has the mental toughness and has the physical toughness to be able to get back on the field. Now it's just trying to handle working out the rust. And then the mental part is always the toughest piece for any athlete when they return from any major injury. 
Hopefully Wake's able to return and get work through all of that during the preseason, and he'll be back to his normal self by the time the season starts. Second down keeps us on the defensive line, but now moving over to defensive tackle. Indomitian Sue is obviously a starter at one defensive tackle position, but the other one is really up for grabs. Veteran Earl Mitchell likely has the early edge right now, but this position battle could be won by second-year player Jordan Phillips. Uh, Jordan, uh, Phillips has shown flashes as a rookie, but he needs to be more consistent this summer if he wants to win the job. Uh, he, he had some good plays in the preseason. He had some good plays late in the season, but he just needs to be able to step up. He really needs to be able to step up against the run, which is where the Dolphins probably had a little bit of their, their biggest disappointment for the year was probably on the run defense. Um, you're looking at Indomitian Sue to be able to, to push a pocket up into the middle of the quarterback. We always hear it that Tom Brady's biggest weakness is a pass rush up the middle. When you have Cameron Wake coming off one side, Olivier Vernon off the other last year, or this year hopefully Mario Williams coming off the side, you need that push right up the middle, and that's what Indomitian Sue provides you. What the Dolphins need from the other defensive tackle is that guy that's going to be there and be that stopgap guy and crush the runner, eat up blocks, crush the runner, and stop a running game. And that's where Jordan Phillips and Earl Mitchell will make their money this year. Uh, it's an open competition between the two. Like I said, you probably see Earl Mitchell a little bit ahead right now, but uh, Mitchell was asked about it this week. He said, obviously it's a competition. Whenever there's a competition, you feel like you want to win. You never want to just look at it like that. That's the worst thing you can do. Whatever I can do to push him, whatever he can do to push me, we're both welcoming that atmosphere. I really think it's a positive thing at the end of the day, just pushing one another. We're getting better, we're communicating, we're talking, and when you're on the field, you're going to be on the field with each other. It's not like there's not a chance that me and him aren't going to be on the field together at one point, but it makes us better, the competition. And that's absolutely the right attitude to come from Earl Mitchell. He then continued, Jordan's definitely working hard. He wants to step up and do his part. All I can do is just commend him on his work. He's doing what he can to make this team better, and obviously that makes us better. I'm all for it. So Mitchell and Phillips should both see plenty of reps this summer as the Dolphins look for who's the best to complement the rest of the defensive line. They'll see plenty of reps during the season because you really want to rotate your defensive tackles. I mean, defensive ends are the same way, but you want to rotate your defensive tackles, get them some rest. Indomitian Sioux ran his most snaps last year. The Dolphins should probably try to bring that down some. So you will see Mitchell and Phillips on the field at the same time. It'll be a good competition this summer. Hopefully one of the two steps up and claims that spot of as his own and solidifies that, but it should be a good competition throughout the summer. Third down turns to the preseason schedule for the Dolphins, and the change that was announced this week that the team's third preseason game, their what should have been their home opener against the Falcons, will not actually be played in Miami, but will instead be in Orlando. The game is to be nationally televised, and it's the NFL's way of showcasing Camping World Stadium, which formerly was the Orlando Citrus Bowl, uh, prior to it serving as the host stadium for the Pro Bowl in January. It makes sense from the NFL's perspective because it lets them get a dress rehearsal for the stadium and make sure that they know everything that's going to happen in there, that they have everything working up to the NFL standards. 
it should be fine. Camping World Stadium just underwent a whole bunch of renovations. It's working as the home stadium right now for Orlando City uh, Soccer Club. So it really shouldn't have any issues. Maybe the Pro Bowl has more people than Orlando City does. But at the end of the day, it should be ready to go. But it does give them a chance to rehearse it. And I think the bigger, pro the bigger part of this is it lets them do it without having somebody give up a regular season game. Orlando really wants to get a regular season football game into that stadium. My guess would be that it would probably be Tampa that would do that sometime down the road. But I think Miami, Jacksonville, and Tampa are all in play to move a game into Camping World Stadium. Um, maybe once a year, maybe the three teams rotate it, so one every three years. I think the Dolphins will try to hold off on that as they finish up these $450, $500 million renovations on the stadium. They don't want to give up those games. But at the end of the day, all the reports about this say this has nothing to do with those renovations, that this was the NFL coming to Miami and saying, will you please move your game? Not Miami going to the NFL and saying, hey, we need to move this game because the stadium won't be ready. But... Uh, New Miami Stadium, as it's currently called until naming rights deal is reached, is still on track to be open by August 25th, the date of this game. But the NFL wanted to get somebody into Camping World Stadium, and they wanted it to be a nationally televised game. So the dress rehearsal game for the Dolphins will be in Orlando this year, not in Miami. Uh, Season ticket holders, if you are one, I know I am one, but if season ticket holders are you concerned about it, you will get a refund for this game. And then it should be as early as Monday, tickets will go on sale for season ticket holders to be able to buy tickets to the Orlando game. So sometime in the next week or so, you should see it open up to the general public, but season ticket holders, you'll get the first shot at buying tickets if you want to go up to Orlando or if you're one of the people that are season ticket holders and live in Orlando. So there, there, there's also a benefit here from the Dolphins' perspective. Orlando used to absolutely be a Dolphins city, and when Jacksonville came in, Orlando pretty much fell into the Jacksonville market. If Miami can try to get their claws back into Orlando and bring it back to being a Miami market on the AFC side, that's great for the Dolphins too. So there, there's some benefit here for the Dolphins in terms of non-football related side. But just so you guys are tracking and everybody knows, uh, preseason game number three will be in Orlando, not in Miami. Fourth down, we're going to look at a player not even with the Dolphins right now, but he's obviously making news anyway. Deion Jordan, the third overall pick from 2013, should have officially applied for reinstatement to the NFL yesterday on Wednesday. Um, the move is the first step in ending Jordan's year-long or now year-plus suspension for a diluted drug test sample back in April of 2015. Uh, Jordan said... I think it was last week, maybe two weeks ago, he said that uh, he tested positive for ecstasy and marijuana uh, previously, and then this drug test was coming up. He apparently had had alcohol. He was concerned that it was going to show up in the test, so he tried to flush his system, which then leads to a diluted sample. And under NFL rules, a diluted sample is the same thing as a positive test. It was his third strike. It's a year-long suspension. Um, in the process for... Reinstatement, the league has 60 days from the time the request for reinstatement is reached. 
During that time, they review everything that they possibly can about the player. It includes a visit, so Jordan should be visiting with Commissioner Roger Goodell at some point. Uh, they'll also look at what Jordan did over the last year. Um, they'll make sure he's currently clean and that he hasn't failed any tests during the year he was away from football. Uh, if Jordan is clean and truly wants to come back to the game, he should, uh, he should not have an issue. He should be ready to go and be fine. Um, the league, if they find any infractions, though, don't have to reinstate him. So it's not a guarantee. The Dolphins are doing the right thing at this point. They're assuming they don't have him because they don't. They don't have any con contact with him. They're not allowed under NFL rules. So they will continue to march on as if they don't have, them, have, have him. If it comes out that he is reinstated, they'll then turn around and add him to the roster. Obviously, somebody will have to be cut. The league might give them a leeway on deciding how long they have until they have to make a decision. But um, they'll have to cut somebody to get back down to 90 because Jordan would be the 91st player on the roster. And then at the end of the day, it's where does he fit with the club? Um, he should be welcomed back. The locker room has said the right things that if he does come back, they'll welcome him back and it won't be an issue. But where does he play? He's, he has said previously he's a defensive end. He's always been used as a defensive end. And then they'll have him drop down. And we saw it last year running stride for stride with Rob Gronkowski 40 yards down the field. He's covered wide receivers. He has that ability because he's just a freak athlete. And probably with this team, I think he fits better as a linebacker. It's where I have him in my roster breakdown series that we've been running on the fence sider over the past few weeks. It seems to be where he should be, but he also has that ability to rush the passer if he has that love of the game and that drive that they could look at him to stick at defensive end. He's not guaranteed by any means to make the roster, but if he comes back with any of the talent and the potential that led to the Dolphins trading up to get him with the third overall pick, he absolutely could be an addition to the team. Uh, you're obviously listening to Finsider Radio. I'm your host, Kevin Noble. Let's go ahead and talk to Jake Stoneburner. We're pleased to welcome to Finsider Radio Miami Dolphins tight end, Jake Stoneburner. Thank you for joining us today, Jake. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. So OTAs are obviously back underway, meaning you guys are getting back on the field, actually getting practices and starting to get ready for the season. What have you seen already is the biggest difference between the old regime and the new Adam Gase regime when it comes to actual practices? Um, in terms of actual practice, I'd say ours are a little bit shorter, but a little bit more intense. Um, we get to the point and get to work right away. Uh, our, it's all about conditioning and being in the best shape we can. So Coach Gase likes things going quick, periods going quick, plays getting in quick. So it's more of an up-tempo, all-around practice. Up-tempo means that come this summer when you get that nice Florida heat going, it's going to be really fun for you guys, huh? Ooh, it should be a blast. It's, uh, it felt like it's already been <laughs> Florida heat right now, and can't imagine once August comes and we're doing no huddle. It should be a blast, but it'll get us in great shape, and other teams will be in lesser shape than we are. That's very true, and hopefully those 1 o'clock games come, in, uh, come with a little bit of uh, home crowd and uh, some advantages there. Yeah, you would you would think so. You know, we're training it all summer. You'd hope a couple games are at least pretty hot, for our sake. That, that 
it always seems like the Dolphins either pull off one of these four o'clock games on the really hot day, or for some reason it randomly rains and cools down just before you guys play. I know. It's like we train in this heat, and then all of a sudden game day comes, and it's nice out or rainy. It's like, what the heck? (laughs) Every couple years, you hear stories from around the league of a rookie undrafted guy or a late-round guy or something who goes into an OTA or a minicamp and practices just a little bit too hard. And you hear of veterans that have issues with that and just just those type of fights and things come out. But when you get to OTAs and minicamps with a brand-new coaching staff, do you have veterans that maybe push it just a little bit harder and trying to prove themselves to this coaching staff that maybe has never seen them play before? Yeah, I'm sure some guys are going a little harder than they normally would. especially this time of year to, you know, OTAs are all voluntary and they're supposed to just be getting your work done. But like you said, it's a new coaching staff. So you want to put your best foot forward. So even myself, you know, not that I wouldn't be going any harder if it was training camp, but you know, you want to give a little extra edge or maybe look, make yourself look a little better because these are the first time the coaches have actually seen you in live action. But to be honest, I really haven't seen too much of that. We've had a good tempo throughout the whole OTAs and coach Gase has made an emphasis about, how our tempo needs to be. And so it's been a pretty smoothly well-run OTA so far. Well, that's good. Uh, Last year, going to that, last year going into the season, you were a guy that was obviously behind Jordan Cameron, behind Deion Sims, started off on the practice squad, and then Deion got hurt early. And Mm -hmm. you're thrown into a larger role than maybe you were expecting or anybody was really expecting, especially that early in the season. What was that like just suddenly, hey, you're the man now, let's go. And then, obviously, what was it like to have your first pass reception be a touchdown? Um, I'll never forget the new, knowing I was going to get called up because I, I was watching Dion at home get hurt, and I was like, well, go time for me. And then they called me up, and then Jordan was hurting a little bit. So, I mean, I had no choice but to go out there. And I just kept on telling myself, it's just like football. It's like what I've been doing in practice. It's it's a game. It's football to me. Just go out and do what you do best and let your instincts take over. And they did. And going to that catch, um, I mean, I knew I was getting the ball from the second the play was called. And uh, Ryan just happened to put the ball right right where it needed to be. And I was able to make a play with a guy on my back. And, and it's all history from there. I can, you know, really remember each step-by-step of that play. It's it was pretty incredible for my first catch to be a touchdown. That week I got called up. Um, it, was, it was an awesome, awesome week. Unfortunately, we lost, but you take a silver lining or something. Yeah, that was the Jaguars game, and your touchdown actually tied it up, if I remember correctly, and then obviously yep. went on to lose the game. Yeah, it was so, the first drive of so, the okay. half. You said, you said uh, at the time, right after it, I know you were talking to the media and everything, and you said as you caught it and you're sitting there in the end zone, going through your mind is you don't know what to do, what – celebration you want to do and you ended up just spiking the ball and celebrating with <laughs> Kenny Stills I believe um, yep. are you ready this year with better celebrations yeah no doubt that was just a spur <laughs> of the moment like holy crap I just caught a touchdown and then Kenny was there wide open arms and he hugged me and I was like wait I gotta do something so I was just like all right I'll throw the ball down I can't get not too fancy but you gotta act like you've been there before a little bit even though I haven't but hey still first an unbelievable match feeling. touchdown you can do whatever you want I wish I could have slammed it on the goalpost, but we can't do that anymore. So i got to come up with new ideas. Yeah. 
Uh, Miami Dolphins youth programs are excited to host Dolphins Academy summer camps with three weeks available at the Baptist High Health Training Facility in Davie, as well as one week in Jupiter. Boys and girls ages 5 to 15 can participate in an interactive week-long football experience featuring appearances by current and former Dolphins players. The camp focuses on football training, teamwork building, and the importance of education. For further information, visit DolphinsAcademy.com. We're speaking with Jake Stoneburner, Dolphins tight end here on Finsider Radio. Uh, Jake, are you involved in the uh, the Dolphins Academy at all this year? I am not. I haven't been uh, approached yet, but I would definitely be interested. Um, I'm sure once that comes closer to the time, we start getting emails and start getting approached by all that. That when just that's later in the summer, correct? Yes. Yeah, I'm sure we will start getting emails and um, finding more about that here soon. Did you did you ever do a camp growing up? Yeah, I actually went to a Joey Galloway football camp in Columbus, Ohio. The only reason I remember that is I broke my wrist at it backpedaling because I thought I was playing safety at the time. And I've never went to another football <laughs> camp since then. So, okay, I, I was going to bring this up a little bit later since you brought it up in Ohio. You're an Ohio native. You went to Ohio State. Safe assumption you're going for the Cavs? Oh, yeah. I grew up watching LeBron in high school, uh, him, not me in high school, him in high school. I would go to some of his games and then he went to Cleveland and I'm, I'm not the biggest Cleveland sports fan, but I will root for LeBron. I was a big heat fan when he was down here. So I'm still, you know, I just kind of follow LeBron wherever he goes. So I'm hoping the heat take it this year. I mean, not the heat, geez, the Cavs take it. Um, okay. So, you're sitting at home this year, I assume, at home watching the draft or at least finding out what's going on and everything. And the seventh round comes around, Dolphins select a tight end. Then they add another tight end as an undrafted free agent. So you as an incumbent guy, again, assuming that you're behind Jordan Cameron and Deion Sims on the depth chart, how do you deal with mentoring these guys and at the same time realizing these are your competition for a roster spot at the end of the day? Yeah. Well, I just try to put myself in their shoes because I was pretty much in the same shoes four years ago. And I realize, and I try to think about what they were thinking about. And, you know, that's what I try to help them with. And, um, you know, because it's, it's a lot coming in as undrafted or a late-round pick with 90 other guys and you're on an NFL team for the first time. It's, it's kind of stressful. But for me, at the same coming from my point of view, is I gotta, I'm making this team. So I just got to go make plays and do what I do and not worry about, you know, I got to help my room and let my my room be the best of its do its best of its ability, but I also got to worry about myself and take care of my place and make plays when they come to my way. Because, like you said, I'm still fighting for a roster spot with those new guys they brought in. Um, you know, it's going to be a competition every day to see who can earn that third or second or even first team position. So I do have one question, kind of a personal question, but um, personal for me at least. Uh, Gabe Hughes, one of those tight ends, the undrafted free agent tight end, is from Florida Tech. I'm a Florida Tech alumnus. It's a uh-huh. Division II school that uh, just started football in 2013. This is their first player ever to be signed by the an NFL team, and luckily it's down in South Florida, down with the Dolphins. So what have you seen of Gabe and anything stand out from from what you have seen of him on the field or in the weight room or anything like that? I will say Gabe reminds me of myself coming out of college because he's fast, lean, and can make plays with his 
feet and hands. Um, he's kind of raw at the tight end position, but I, cause I think he played receiver at uh, Florida Tech or not a lot of put your right. hand in the dirt type, type tight end. That's pretty much the exact thing I was coming out of college. And that all is, that's a really good thing for coaches to work with because they know he's a raw player, but he's got speed and he's got hands and he's got good feet. That's all and everything else is coachable and you can't coach those things. So that's a really positive thing to have coming into OTAs and going through through training camp. Well, I like it because obviously part of my heart goes to Florida Tech and the Panthers football <laughs> team, but better for the can't Dolphins. On that one. We get more talented players, and I like it that definitely. way too. Yeah, definitely. But um, lots of discussion over the past few days, last year, honestly, but the last few days on – Deion Jordan coming back to the team possibly. He's applying for reinstatement this week. And what is that situation like in a locker room where a player's been suspended, he's been gone for an entire year, and now theoretically if he does get reinstated, he comes back and he's part of the team again. How, how does the locker room handle all of a sudden he's back and what happened over the last year? Um, well, if he's back then, you know, he's back on the team and you've got to welcome him back like a teammate and – He's got to earn his respect back. Uh, not that he doesn't already have some, but, you know, you got to work to get back to where you were. But, I mean, his name really hasn't been brought up really at all just because, you know, he's not on the team and no one knows what's going to happen. But if that day comes where he does come back and is welcome back on the team, I'm sure all the guys would welcome him back with open arms. And, you know, whatever he did the past two years is behind him. And we just got to move forward to this season. And hopefully he could be a factor in helping us in 2016. Talking with Jake Stoneburner, Dolphins tight end here on Finsider Radio. A couple more questions for you, Jake. Um, yep. Last year it seemed like, as especially as the season progressed, but even at the start of the season we saw a little bit that the coaching staff seemed to realize, hey, the offensive line needs some help. And tight ends turned into more of a sixth offensive lineman than a receiving threat at times. So now mm-hmm. the Dolphins have added Laramie Tunsil. You're getting back a healthy Brandon Albert, Mike Pouncey, Jawan James. So the offensive line should be tightened up and be able to let you guys become more of a pass-catching threat again. So is that what you're seeing? Is there a sense amongst the tight ends that, hey, that Larry Tunsil collection actually really helps you guys? Or how, how do you guys see the offensive line versus your role in the offense? Well, anytime one of the top players in the draft falls back to you, is always the win especially, you know, with how highly regarded he was as an offensive lineman. I think any time you get someone like that, it gives you reason for hope. Um, but I think our whole offense, not just the O-line, is going to be improved due to Coach Gase's knowledge of offensive line, offensive routes, running the ball, throwing the ball. I feel like as a whole, we'll be able to function better and which will help the offensive line better. We'll be able to change plays more um, and just have more leniency at the line of scrimmage, which – is going to keep us out of bad situations, which would keep the O-line out of bad situations. And I think overall that's going to help our offense move way way further ahead than it, where it was last year. Okay, and now to go completely a different direction. Hmm. All this talk about the new stadium and $450 million or whatever it ends up actually being at the end of the day to upgrade the stadium and they're putting a the canopy on it. What does that do for you guys on the field? Did you guys see any change last year with the seats moved closer? Could you feel that difference? And then what do you guys think that with the canopy on there, what that what is that going to do for you guys? Well, the main thing I noticed was the orange seats went to T 
teal or aqua. That <laughs> it made it seem uh, more unison, I would say. If it was an empty day, you couldn't tell as much. Um, but it did feel closer, and I, I mean, I don't think we had as many home games as years past, but majority of the home games seemed like they were pretty packed. So maybe that brought more people in. And then with this canopy and the screens, it's going to look like a brand-new stadium. Hopefully it'll attract more people because the sun won't be crushing them down with the canopies. But uh, I haven't seen the final product yet. I'm assuming it's going to be pretty pretty awesome once we get out on that field. I think uh, a lot of Dolphins fans really hope that however they designed the canopy, one thing it does do is hold sound in so that yeah. we can try to give you guys that home field advantage and get loud and try to help Definitely. the defense mess with the offense and stuff like that. Definitely. Um, just out of curiosity, do you make goals for yourself for the season? Do you say, hey, I want to do this, or is it more of I just want to help the team and I want to make the roster and be out there every week doing whatever's needed of me? Um, I mean, yeah, that's the general goal is make the roster and do what's needed of me. But personally, I, w- I want to go out there and make some plays. Um, I got a little taste of it last year, and I felt like I could help this offense go further and help make plays. So I want to get out there and be a, a contributor, a guy they need to count on every week to, you know, make, do block in certain situa- situations, catch in certain situations. I, I want to be a valuable player to this offense, not just the third tight end or second tight end. I want to be an actual guy they need. That's, that's for my goal. Everything else is just helping the team win and doing whatever it takes for the team to win. That's a no-brainer. You uh, you do have one risk, though, when you go out there and try to make a play. You're five for five. Every time Ryan's throwing the ball your way, you've <laughs> caught it. So you have a risk of actually having a, an incomplete pass when it comes towards you. That's true. Well, let's keep that, let's keep that percentage going, though. I'm going to stick to that. <laughs> but... Okay. Jake, thank you very much for coming on with us, giving us a look at the Dolphins. I know you guys are busy. I know you just got done with OTAs. So have a good day, get some rest, and get ready to get back at it tomorrow. And hopefully the Dolphins have a great 2016. Yep, definitely. Thank you for having me on. That's your Finsider Radio Quick Hits, whatever we end up finally deciding to call this new format for the week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Jake Stoneburner for joining us. Make sure you check us out on iTunes. Just search for Finsider Radio or find us on Blog Talk Radio. Again, just search for Finsider Radio. Uh, Get your questions in for the week. Use either the hashtag Finsider Radio. Again, that's PH Insider. PH Insider on Twitter. Leave them in the comments on the Finsider Radio article on thefinsider.com. And we'll collect your questions throughout the week. Next week, we'll include them in the show. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.
Hello, I'm Ashley Carmen. I'm Caitlin Tiffany. We're the hosts of Why'd You Push That Button, the Verge's show about all the choices technology forces us to make. We're back for season three, talking about questions like, why do you delete your tweets? And why do you type in lowercase letters that make you seem like a serial killer? And why are you on an exclusive dating app? You're not that special. <laughs> We're releasing a new episode every Wednesday, and you can find this anywhere you typically find podcasts, which is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts. So go ahead and subscribe and check us out.